Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussions, and opinion with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're just going to talk about the reopening plan. I don't think we have many more topics except the reopening plan and the various side bits that we have heard about it. So you, uh, if you're a Disney fan, have undoubtedly already heard about this, but Walt Disney World presented on uh, Tuesday this week, I think, um, with SeaWorld. They both presented later than the other parks did in Orlando, uh, and Disney uh, requested, and I believe, I think I saw it cross my news feed that, that Florida or Orlando approved it, which isn't surprising. They're going to open... The Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom on July 11th, and Disney's Hollywood Studios and Epcot on July 15th. At limited capacity, uh, you have to make a reservation, kind of like what we saw in Shanghai. Even annual pass holders have to make a reservation. Um, so you can't just go to the parks. Uh, you have to very specifically plan things. They are also not taking dining reservations and any reservations that you had through... I think like through 2020, they canceled everything. They canceled dining reservations. They canceled um, tours, uh, fast passes, anything else. And I swear in in uh, a Discord, I mean, I swear somebody said her dining reservation got canceled for next year's trip. So it, it might even be that they... Uh, cancel some stuff through 2021. I forget. The dates are all over the place. You're not coming here for facts anyway. You're coming here to listen to us rant. Um, but basically what they did is they've just canceled um, any kind of reservations um, and whatnot. And yeah, shit sucks. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a clean <laughs> slate because at yeah. this point with reduced capacity, rather than them trying to figure out who's actually going to be there for a dining reservation and who's actually going to be there for this other types of type of right. reservation, like because not everybody who planned a trip is going to be able to take that trip, even if they all decided they wanted to. Right. Um, it, it would be such a nightmare to try and try and sort that out. That but they it's also literally like... are, it's, it's still going to be a nightmare, but right. um, it's, it's, still better for them to know that everything that gets on the books after this point is actually going to be real. Right. But so. it's also the other issue is that like your normal reservation capacity is at full capacity. So there are people with reservations who would not be able to be allowed in under the current capacity restrictions. Yep. So that's going to be part of it too, is that if people made reservations and they had the old system in place of, okay, we're going to fill the restaurant and then they roll over every X minutes or whatever that's not accurate anymore right. because the capacity is like, I, I don't remember. I don't know if they've given us an exact figure, but we were kind of, again, expecting it to be that like 20% ish um, thing. And one thing that we do know is that folks who had trips planned, which like might include us because I definitely got an email about our, like about your Disney vacation. And I was like, I don't have a booked vacation, but I did have one booked in, um, April. So I don't know if it was about that, but uh, they definitely have um, they emailed about that. They're prioritizing people who had vacations that had to be canceled and annual pass holders, which we're both of those things. So I also we yesterday, I think, 
I think like a couple days before we got a, an email saying we were going to get an email. Like we got the, yeah, the yeah. standard like to our valued pass holders, we're reopening and things are going to be different. And so just wait for another email. Okay. And then yesterday we got the yesterday or this morning. Yesterday, I think. Yesterday, We got this email that was like, here's how it's going to work. And it's just outlining the fact that there is going to be a separate reservation system. You can't just show up and all of that. So um, what I'm still curious about and what they still have not made clear is whether they're going to extend our annual passes only to the 11th slash 15th amount of time. So that's three months? Four months by July, right? Yeah. March it closed mid March ish. Yeah, didn't it? I think so. That's yeah. That'd be four months then. Um, or if they're going to extend it until they are back at full capacity, I still hope that they will do that because the reality of the situation is, which is a phrase I realized I use a shit ton on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, the reality is, the reality of the situation is anyway. Um, for us, it's not going to make sense to go down anytime soon. The earliest I can think of going down is probably late September. Combination of weather and also like maybe feeling comfortable with planes by then. Granted, I'm also worried that by then we'll see second right. waves starting I'm, I'm up. Worried, so I'm, like, I'm worried that that'll be right in the middle of the right. second I'm wave. I'm like, do we so. have like a two week window where we could go, you know, but right. so the I. The problem I, is we don't want to be at the beginning of the second right. wave before things have locked back yeah. down. But so either, there's basically so. that there there's going to for us be too much to consider for us to even think about going down anytime soon. And so it feels kind of shitty to think, okay, yeah, we'll only have through next March ish, which is again, still in the winter and therefore potentially still in a second wave if we got one. Um, But yeah, if they extended four months, then that would go from November to March or so. Um, I would really prefer it if they extended it until they were back at full capacity. And again, with them canceling all these reservations, it's clear that they still don't have an idea of when that's going to be. They didn't just cancel reservations for the first two months of being open. They canceled all existing reservations. So um, I think that's going to be tough for us to figure out is like, are they going to extend you? Are they only going to extend you again if you make a fuss? Like that was also my thought is like, will they just extend you four months and then if you call they'll be more lenient or whatever but I'm really at that point where it it does suck because the second trip that we would have taken in April um that would have made our AP worth it clearly didn't happen and um you know it is it is not worth it for just taking one trip right now from here so yeah we're just because of the fact that we would have to be for two and a half or three hours in a metal tube with recycled air and a hundred plus other people, like even with reduced capacity on the planes, um, it still doesn't, it's not going to feel safe to be on a plane for a while yet. Um, so I, I'm really hoping that they continue to be good about like the extension plans and things. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I am not expecting us to be able to take advantage of our annual pass again. Um, I don't think our current annual pass is going to be extended long enough for us to be able to take a Disney. I mean, maybe not you, but like Um, if it's, if it's extended through March, like I'm going in January, like there's no, unless we are fully locked down and we have a full awful second wave. But like my hope at this point is that we don't end up in one that's bad. Like my hope is 
that if there is an issue, we get it under control because we're seeing that happen in other countries. Like there are other countries that have controlled it well enough that they are able to live normally again. And then if they isolate, if there's a case, they fucking contact trace and they get it under control. So if we manage to do that, I, I want to go sometime. Like I want yeah. to go back. I- even I understand just that. And, anywhere and I also, out of the house. Like it may not be crazy to go ahead and try and make a reservation for January or something right. optimistically. Um, my concern is that we are the counterexample to those countries that have done that successfully. I know, but um, I want to hope. I, I know. <laughs> I, I want to hope as well. But like the, the problem is I, I also don't want false hope. That's why I'm trying to I be know, realistic know. because it's. It sucks. It's really depressing to think about, you know, not really being able to go do this thing that we both really like to do. You're doing what I normally do, which is catastrophize in the hope that you are, like, it's basically the um, low expectations mean it's easier, it's harder to be disappointed. And I'm in that point where I'm like, nope, I hate everything badly enough that I honestly just want to fucking go again as soon as I feel like it could possibly be safe. Now, granted... The other fucking issue is looking at flights, we fly JetBlue because I have a JetBlue card. So we fly, you know, free half the time. And Um, they suck less than most. And they suck less and we like them and we're used to it. And the thing for me is that the way that my brain works and I've assumed always that it was connected to my OCD because it's sort of a, I have a, I have a very specific ritual around traveling, like which is a piece of OCD. Like you have rituals that you perform, whether it's like for some people, the the hand washing, for some people it's turning off a light switch over and over again, whatever. Um, And I definitely have a travel attached one where I wear literally the same outfit every single time that we go get on a plane. Um, And we also tend to take the same flight at the same time of day from the same airport um, and return usually on a similar time flight, whatever is the closest, but there's always been a morning flight out of uh, the Providence airport out of TF green. Usually at seven, they moved it back to six. One time they moved it back to five. We almost missed our flight. Um, There's, but there's always been a, an early morning flight so we can get down there by, you know, 10 in the morning or so, and then take a nap and then go into the parks or, or whatever in the evening, um, afternoon and evening. And, Right now, there is a flight that will get you there in the evening, and that's it. And then a flight that comes back in the middle of the day. So to go down right now, we would also have to be paying for a hotel for a night when we couldn't really do anything. Um, Just because of the timing in terms of when when the flights get in. And right now, the park hours are restricted. But once you get into the fall, quote-unquote, off-season and fall and winter the the, uh, hours go lower anyway. But right now, that's the other thing that we're seeing is even for the reopening in July, all of the hours are really, really restricted. Yeah, I suspect that that's that's for a number of reasons, but chief among them is so that they can have extra time really sanitizing things in the park. Um, And it's easier to see if people are wearing masks. That's that's another thing that I'm, I'm really concerned about is that even if Disney does everything right, if people are going and then, you know, belligerently taking off their masks and stuff, um, like Disney's going to have to figure out how to enforce that. Um, and if they if they don't, it's a problem. You yeah. Know? And I think for me, the hope is that they will. But the fear is we already have seen in Disney Springs that there have not been like there are pictures of people sitting around without masks. Right. And it's like. 
Um, I thought we said that we were wearing masks all the time. Um, right. And the only way that a theme park being safe right now even remotely works is if everybody's wearing a mask. And right. if they don't, then, you Like, know. fuck. And uh, I know yesterday um, an episode of the TTA podcast came out, which you probably know of if you're listening to us because they're way bigger than we are. But um, And Rob said something really that I thought was really good, which I tweeted because I thought it was so good, uh, which is Disney needs to accept that while they are traditionally a company that will bend over backwards to make guests happy, there are going to be unhappy guests. And for the safety of everyone else, that's a reality they're going to have to live with. And I think that's the thing for me is that we're in a position where normally you would see Disney making exceptions for things and being really lenient. And in this case, they can't. And my worry is that I, I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to hold that line. I hope that they would because of the, the safety concern. Um, but I just worry about, you know, never mind about people doing stupid shit like protesting and coming with guns and shit because everyone's like, well, you can't get guns in there. I'm like, you can't. But if you park, like if you come in with a gun in your car, it's not like they do bag checks before you get onto Walt Disney World property. They do them at the entrances to the parks. So you could pretty easily decide to bring your guns on property and fucking make a fucking stink. And that's like, I'm worried about that. But I am also just worried about normal people being you know, kind of assholes and refusing to wear masks. And I guess the public comments in the hearings, um, there was someone in, uh, again, the Disney Discord that I'm in, who kept, she was watching all the public hearing stuff, all of the, the, um, the presentations by the various parks. And the public comments before it were often people complaining about masks and, you know, it's fascism to make me wear a mask and all that kind of shit. So that's really the worry is whether people are even going to comply with what Disney is trying to do. I, I like that they fucking are opening a month later than everyone else. Like they were just like, fuck this. You guys can try it first and figure it out. Um, so we might have an idea of how well people do comply and how hard it is or isn't for these, um, park employees to enforce the rules. But, um, it's still, yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking, but I'm like this, this dream in my mind is they have a couple of weeks, uh, months rather where everything has to be very restricted and everyone's wearing masks. And then maybe we get to a point where the cases are dropping enough where we might be okay. And then maybe a couple months after that, you know, things calm down and we can maybe take a trip down. But again, it's just like, I don't want to be on a plane right now. Like, yeah. even if I wanted to go right now, which I don't, because I don't want to go as they're first figuring it out in July. Um, and also July in fucking Florida is not my idea of fun. Um, but even if I was like, not worried about the park in park issues, we're always going to have that concern of like, how do we get there? Because we could do a road trip, but those aren't fun. I did that once. Yeah. I mean, it was fun because my friends were cool, but like, that's a long fucking drive. Right. We would, we would have to like rent an RV or something yes. and go down purposefully a little bit slowly. But the problem is it's not like we want to stop at a thousand things along the way right. either. Right. Um, because then we're just exposing ourselves to populations outside of our local area, which mm -hmm. does the whole, like, you know, that you, you want to, to avoid that kind of travel based spread, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing that I've been thinking about too, with, with 
face coverings and masks um, is uh, we've had lots of people, you know, locally with uh, mask requirements in Massachusetts um, doing the whole like, well, I have a, you know, I have asthma or, yeah. I have, you know, and, and the, the thing that I'm concerned about with Disney is that people are going to go to Disney and then say, you know, maybe even uh, entirely honestly, hey, I have trouble breathing with a mask. Right. Um, and I struggle with that because uh, someone who is required to wear a mask to go to the grocery store um, may have an argument for being like, hey, I can't breathe when I wear a mask, but I need to buy groceries. Um, but it's this like... Disney World is not essential. Right. Disney World is not essential. And I think that that's going to be a struggle because there are going to be people who are like, well, I want to go with my family anyway, but um, I have trouble breathing with a mask. And Disney will definitely accommodate me. And the thing is, they're not. I don't think that they're going to because I saw some conversations around this. All the people... And this isn't... Conversations around this, not about Disney... But people saying, basically, under the ADA, reasonable accommodation is what you can expect. Right. Um, which is why we talk about reasonable accommodation in general and why I've been joking about how all the working from home is not a reasonable accommodation shit is going down the tubes. Um, it is reasonable accommodation. You can be accommodated to the point that you don't endanger someone else. And not wearing a mask is potentially endangering someone else. So I don't think that they're necessarily going to make those exceptions. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, and I don't have, well, I say I don't have asthma. They tried to diagnose me with it as a kid, but my dad didn't want me on the albuterol inhaler, so. Yeah, that's how uh, the government gets you. Yeah, it's how mind the government control chemicals. fucking mind controls you with inhalers. But sidebar, um, I don't have breathing difficulties in that way, um, but... When I went to look it up, there are apparently masks specifically made to help asthmatics breathe more easily because you can filter allergens out with them. So I'm like, are you even, is this even, because like, it's not like all my asthmatic friends have been saying it. It's like very specific conservative guys have been saying, well, I have asthma and I can't in the post One One note about those. I think some of those masks have vents, which are not effective at stopping. Right, right. Out, outgoing. Yeah, yeah. So spread. that's also that's but. also a concern. But certainly there are, I think, fewer things that are a problem. Like there are a lot of people who are just like, I can't breathe in them and I don't like it. And I'm like, I'm claustrophobic. I get it. Like I don't love wearing one. Um, it's uncomfortable for me. And the second I take it off, it's always, again, it's like a bodice gasm when you take a bodice off after working at a Ren fair <laughs> for the day. You're just like, oh, everything is beautiful. And like wherever I am, suddenly the air smells like the freshest, most beautiful mountain air I've ever taken into my fucking lungs. Um, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have to wear one. If you can't, like, again, if you can't do it, if you really can't do it, then A, you're probably vulnerable enough that you shouldn't right. be that's, in a crowd full of people, but also B, like, you can't, we can't know, we cannot, we are not going to have instant COVID-19 serology tests at the gates. Right. There's no way to tell if you have or had or have an are asymptomatic and still contagious or whatever. There's no way to tell. They're going to do temperature screens, right. but that doesn't fucking that's, tell us. That's only, that's only the best we can do right now, right. which is still not great because all that does 
is catch the people who are already far enough along that they're about to get real sick. Right. There's no, there's just no way to do it that's going to tell us if every guest coming in definitely doesn't have it. So we have to act as though some people do and don't know it and are contagious and we have to mask because you're going to... I mean, they don't want to have a, a an awful PR situation either where, like we said this, I think last episode, that f- the press that they got from that one guy who was from California who went back and had been at Disney World and passed away, like that's bad enough in the headlines, never yep. mind if they become a fucking epicenter for it. So I think that's also, again, part of why they're waiting and and letting like Universal have a month being open before they open because they can look and they can learn from what happened there. They can figure out what to expect. Um, they also know. have have even though culturally very different um, for the the clientele, but um, having Shanghai open means that they've got data there. Right, as they well. have some understanding. But it was a very like I watched part of the presentation. It was incredibly dry and putting me to sleep. But they have they've tried to be very careful here, and I think that they have a shot at having the reopening go well. But I don't know when we'll feel comfortable going back. Again, to me, I'm like, please, God, let this be under control so I could go in, like, January. But, and if you weren't comfortable going, depend. I think our criteria for being comfortable is different. Definitely. Just in terms of how your criteria for leaving the house is, like, even right. more just well, very... And, and it, it might be a point of contention, too, because I don't know if I will be comfortable with you going if I would be comfortable going. Well, you weren't comfortable with me going to my grandparents' house to help them necessarily either. Yeah. But I've, you know, that's... And granted, that's a necessary thing. I'm not yeah. saying that, like, I was just gallivanting around. But when we both go to leave the house, you tend to be a lot more hardcore about all of it to the point that I'm like, well, some of this isn't even scientifically backed up. Like you are in an extremely nervous mode and I'm in that, like trying to balance the nervous and like the safe and reasonable without going too far into like, well, I'm just not going to care anymore because let me fucking tell you, like, I understand why people are, are trying to break down gates to get back into society because my brain does the same fucking thing. It just goes, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. What if and, we just go back to normal and life? And this is for someone who's still employed and still has a steady stream of groceries happening. Right. Imagine if you were unemployed right now. But I mean, like, it's quarantine eat, you know? fatigue, and I right. get it. Like, I understand right. where it's coming from. But then my brain goes, well, no, logically, we can't do that. We have to try and keep people safe and all of that. But I understand where that mindset comes from. And I do think that I'm still falling a little bit more into, like, we have reasonable ways to mitigate the risks. Whereas you are very much in that, like, you, you're you just being a lot more cautious about it than I am. I mean, am. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where there are two big factors that are causing me to be really, really cautious. I guess three. Um, one is that um, we still know jack shit about yeah. COVID-19. Yep. Like, like, scientific studies take a long time to be done with any rigor. And that's why, you know, every two weeks we get preliminary results from something that says... You know, like I just saw one today that was saying like the, you know, uh, National Institute of Health or whatever um, was just saying that uh, uh, if aerosolized in a still air room, um, you know, those droplets can stay in the air for 14 minutes. Um, but it doesn't tell us anything about the viral load of those right, droplets, whether right. or not they're still viable for carrying it. Right. And so epidemiologists are saying like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, we've kind of known that, but it's not how this shit spreads. Right. But 
there's still this problem of like there's there's a lot of like academic back and forth on how this may or may not work and some some beginnings of studies on how it works um but we you know it took us decades to get a good understanding of the common cold and of you know influenza mm. um or i mean uh, not just decades but much longer mm -hmm. but it, even with you know very modern medicine um and so there's there's this whole piece here where you know not even thinking about from a vaccine perspective, just understanding where the risks are. Um, we still are learning new things every day um, about about how the virus works and how it spreads. Um, and it's still it, because it it can be dormant for so long effectively because you may not show symptoms for so long. Um, it's really, really hard for us to have a clear sense of exactly where the spread is happening and how the spread is happening outside of those particularly notable events where you have like 60 people that get sick from one conference right. or one office. Or and they've said like that, that they don't think asymptomatic carriers are as big of a deal as they thought before. Or yep. at least that was what I saw. Yep. So thing, one, is, thing right. one for you so, is that we don't know. Thing one is that we, we don't know a ton. Thing two is that our best defense against this right now is people following the the safety practices that we have which is basically just wearing masks like mm -hmm. if everybody could actually wear a mask correctly at all times while in public um suddenly this pandemic becomes way less scary because your chances of transmitting basically anything that is you know especially droplet based through that mask to another person wearing not even like an n95 but just any sort of face covering um gets really really small Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're also distancing as much as possible. So like, there's that thing where if, if everybody was doing the responsible thing, I would probably be way more comfortable with doing all kinds of things that I'm right. not, but I just don't trust people not to, to do dumb stuff. And frankly, especially at Disney where people can't even figure out how to walk without running into people <laughs> or, or blocking things. Like they're not thinking about other people. Yeah. They're thinking about themselves and masks are important for protecting other people. Mm -hmm. And people at Disney are selfish as shit. And I just, <laughs> it's not okay. Like it's not, yep. it's not going to be okay. We've talked about that. Yep. Um, and then the last one is just the like superstitious of like, you know, if I can get some, you know, random ass cancer in my thirties, then right. I sure as hell can be one of Your the, third the is, people who's going to yeah. die from COVID. Um, and yeah. you know, I thankfully at this point only indirectly, but you know, I know people who have died from it who are right. around my age right. and that's spooky. Yep. Um, so I'm in the, in the mode where like, if I can survive camping out indoors and not doing anything fun away from my house and finding ways to, you know, keep myself entertained for as long as possible, even if I go stir crazy without exposing myself to, to more risk than is necessary, I'm going to keep doing it because we yeah. can afford to have groceries delivered and we can afford to, you know, and I know that that sucks for you because you're not quite at the same, the same threshold there of, of needs as far as like, I could probably, you know, live it's, in a hole for a lot longer than you. It's but. a different, well, it's a difference because in part, I think your tendencies, mental health tendencies are very different than mine. And yeah. so I'm in that place where you're, you're we're 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 going to risk saying this with maybe people from my job seeing it but i'm not always super happy with my job it's very stressful we've been very busy there's a lot of change going on and it's really like every day i am usually pretty stressed for most of my my work day whereas you have a 
prestigious, high-paying, theoretically stressful job, but you are not in a position where you're coming in to like rant to me about this thing that was really frustrating and hard for you to deal with. Yeah, it's it's it, high stakes, stakes right. not necessarily stressful. Right. And mine is very stressful. Yeah. And so again, I usually have vacations as something I can look forward to. Now we both took a, a week off in July, um, but we are not in a position where we can go anywhere with that. So it's going to be a staycation. And again, for me, I look forward to, okay, in... Even if it's six months, it's like, okay, but I have a trip on the books that I'm going to get to go to Disney, fully unplug, no shenanigans, no stress about what's happening at my house because our house is old and busted and like, whatever. There's no stress. I don't watch the news. Like it's a week of really unplugging, which is a lot harder to do when you are like me and you are not good at just like putting the computer down. Um, That's part of it. And the other part of it is like you have a, a... more significant mortality fear than I do, um, it, just in general. And it's not that I don't like, it's, I don't like the idea of dying, certainly. But I think part of it was also having that first case that we heard about of that guy who went to Disney, who like was similar age to you and had had the same cancer and like all of that stuff. So that's part of it too. And the other part of it is Mr. Buddy Guy. I had a few weeks where Animal Crossing really helped, but then we kind of got to that point where like most of the stuff to do was done and like, yeah, now there's art and whatever, but I got busy and fell off of playing it some and it isn't really captivating me as much at this point as it was. Whereas you were like, uh, I'm going to play Valorant now. Uh, I'm going to play Terraria now. Like you have a very active hobby life in the house in a way that I don't like without theater, I don't have that. So for for you to stay, and this probably, I'm sure there are plenty of people who relate to this struggle, but for you to stay entertained in the house and to feel like, okay, yeah, I'm stuck here, but I'm doing fun stuff and I'm socializing with my friends. Like you have a really great outlet for that. And I don't, I just sit at my fucking computer on, on the couch with my laptop on my lap, opening Facebook, scrolling and closing it and opening it again and scrolling and closing it and opening again and scrolling and closing it. So There's a big difference there in how satisfying your life can be in quarantine because your main hobby already includes like stuff you can do on the computer. And for me, it's like, you know, I I miss my theater friends and they're doing Zoom calls, but I hate Zoom calls. I just, I don't like getting on big group Zoom calls because they stress me out because people don't mute themselves or I'm like, oh, what, like, what, what is, how do I look like? Do I look like shit at this angle or like is my fucking, I don't really care that much about my angle, but like. I don't know. It's just, it's, I find group zoom calls stressful and not to be a good replacement for me. Discord stuff sometimes can be because the crew is usually a little younger and better at sort of like managing, um, conversation flow. Yeah. And, and for me, like, like my social hobby outlet is playing games with people who are very comfortable communicating on the internet while playing games, you know, so I I get to work towards mutual goals with people that I like, you know, socializing as I do a hobby that I like. And then for my like solitary hobby stuff, when I'm doing stuff, not with those people, um, I don't tend to be a single player game sort of person, but I have like a zillion technical projects that I can also do in the house or on the computer in general. And so it's like, yeah, I, I have the odds fact in my favor of having fulfillment without needing to leave the home in a way that is much more challenging for you. Yeah. It's just difficult. And, and 
there's, again, like Discord movie nights have been fun. I played some games with some folks. If you, these are all Disney folks that I've been hanging out with on Discord mostly, but um, like if you watch Ivy Winter on YouTube, um, she has a Discord. It's not a gated Discord. Anyone can join. And like sometimes they do Jackbox game nights or she does live streams or whatever. Or um, like Rob plays now midway to main street his uh, he had, yeah he had a he had a rebrand it's really cool um he has a patreon discord and he's been doing movie nights where we watch usually kind of bad movies um and kind of just rip <laughs> kind on of them. bad uh, movies. yeah really bad movies pocahontas this, 2 you guys don't the do extra it. sequels basically <laughs> not so, yeah. not the in theater type of sequel bad or even the straight shit. to dvd or straight to the you know Disney Channel or whatever. We've done it's a like lot. The, like yeah. we did Xenon, which was all great. We did all three Xenons. The third one is Classic. awful, man. Um, but the first two are good. Um, the first one is the best, obviously. We did Country Bears and Haunted Mansion and like uh, Tall Tale and and we, you know we're now on the weird sequels. So we did Cinderella three and then Pocahontas two and then we're gonna do Hunchback two and then oh, I, I think forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, it's awful apparently. Um, oh, and then there's God. a Cinder one of the one of the Beauty and the Beast ones. Um, but so he, if you're his patron at, I think everyone gets Discord at what, even $2 and up. Um, but if you're his patron, you can like do that. And so that's the kind of stuff that I've been doing is like, I've been talking to other folks who are Disney fans and, and all of that. But my like video game experience, Animal Crossing is really frustrating to play online usually. And so I don't play online with my friends as much. And so it's hard. That's, that's why for me, I think I'm having more trouble with it. And I am more likely to just be like, fuck, like, maybe I'll just put a trip on the books to have it because there's just not a lot to look forward to right now. And I'm so stressed out day to day um, that I, you know, I need stuff to look forward to. We just had a four day weekend and uh, my, you know, my stress levels are, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm fully refreshed and everything's great. Like my right. work week was still stressful because right. things were busy and I worked until, you know, 6.30 last night and that kind of thing on a, you know, on a, on a Friday in, in summer ish. So, and again, no, there's no going to the beach. Like for you, you don't want to go to the beach, but I'm like, oh my God, I want to go to the beach so bad. And like, just lay in the sun and then go in the ocean. And all of that stuff is really compounding to make it hard to be in quarantine. And again, for me to just be like, fuck, I really just want to go to Disney. <laughs> it's, it's also, you know, it's tough too, because it's not like we have a ton of property. Um, we are yeah. very fortunate. Um, Val owns this home. I do own this home. Um, but it is on a postage stamp, which means you can't even do the thing that a lot of people can do, which right. is go out to the backyard with the dog yep. and just, you know, lay on a chair, you know, drink a fruity drink and feel like you're <laughs> you're somewhere else, you know, yeah. read if in the sun. If we had the home that I want, want us to have, like, even if we just had, like, my grandparents' house, which doesn't right. have as much land as I want, but it has a giant pool, like... We just don't have, and there are people who have it way harder, like don't, again, this yeah. is back on the first world problems train, but I think that is a big part of why I'm struggling, because I just don't have the option to to really do well, any of the stuff I normally would. Even my coworker, uh, who is very similarly fortunate in terms of, you know, privilege and job and things like that, yeah. um, they live in like a tiny apartment in downtown Boston, and the closest thing to like outside time that they get right now is going to the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's like I I think I have it bad, but like we can go for walks. They can't right. yeah. really because it's so busy in there. I mean they can, but well, it's and like not... if you have to get on an, in an elevator exactly. to go downstairs. Exactly. And now even to add another layer to all of this, like not to go there, but this country is kind of in turmoil right now, and so 
it always feels frivolous as hell talking about these things. But we've discussed before the idea that like, you know, mental health is mental health and everybody struggles. Like it's still valid to have struggles, even if you have a certain amount of privilege. Um, so this isn't meant to sound like a tone deaf where I'm whining about my life. Like I definitely, um, I'm paying too much attention. That's the other thing. I'm paying way too much attention to everything that's going on in the country right now too. And, um, that's all been really upsetting to watch and I'm going to, you know, go make a bunch of donations when we're done with this yep. because there's just a lot of shit going on that's really bad right now. Um, and of course we would manage to <laughs> like, we had a good few months, maybe a couple months without police brutality and then uh, there it came back again, well, but p- police brutality that made news. You mean. Right. Well, but I, I do feel like there was a bit where like, because no one was leaving their houses for a short period there. Right. I still object to the idea that we've ever been on fucking lockdown here because we have not been on lockdown here. No, there have been people out and about The whole time, but not as much. And so we had sort of a little bit of a reprieve from that. But um, yeah, I just, I highly encourage you to pay attention, but, you know, meter the amount of attention that you're paying because we are in a position where, again, your normal stress relief stuff is just not going to be there. So, um, but yeah. There's plenty of resources on Twitter if you're looking for a place to throw your money because you can't go somewhere to protest right now and want to. Um, so, and yeah, this is a Disney podcast. Woo! But I'm just really glad that I already had a therapist before this started. Oh my God, because, yeah. Because, like, yeah. Finding, one, finding one now is certainly possible because you can go literally anywhere um, because they're all remote for the most part. Yep. Um, but it's still, like, uh, the, the energy expenditure to figure that out um, in, in darker times, it would and, definitely yeah. be a And it's lot, been useful having someone to talk yeah. to, you know, whether it's yeah. pandemic stress or my family having, you know, health crises all at the same time or yep. whatever else. But yep, it's been, you know, be kind to yourself as much as you can. Keep going to your therapy, you know, find a therapist if you need to. Don't worry about it. Figure out if you got to fucking change your meds because shit's going wild. Like, just be nice to yourself and do what you can and... You know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself through all of this. Because, again, a lot of us, the normal way we take care of ourselves is to find joy in sometimes frivolous seeming things like Disney. And that even is really hard right now. So um, one thing I, I want to bring it back to Disney a little bit here. Um, you talked about the things that you're doing uh, specifically with your uh, couple of different Disney discords. Yep. Um, I, I've been thinking about maybe trying to find... Uh, you know, ride throughs that are 3D VR so that I could do like my phone VR uh, headset uh-huh. type of, of experience. Um, I'm wondering what other other people have done. I know there are obviously a, a very small minority of people, probably nobody listening on this, uh, <laughs> who have like built whole rides in their backyards or like miniature models and things like that. Um, what are people that are especially in the, the Disney fandom doing to sort of hold on to that outlet because it's it's tough not being able to go to parks. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people are just watching a lot of Disney Plus or they're, you know, doing things like that. And and obviously you and your, your movie nights, you've been working through some of the uh, more uh, questionably <laughs> uh, valid options. 
Like, what, what kinds of fun things have you all come up with to do, especially in ways that relate to Disney, to keep yourself occupied and to maybe even, you know, grab a little piece of the magic that we're missing out I on I think right we now. asked this last episode, too. We Give probably us feedback. did. I don't remember anything that we've said in prior episodes because, <laughs> like, what even is time? At I re-listened to them because I don't know why. Like, I don't because it's not like I like to watch myself perform ever. You know this. Like, I never okay, want Adam Driver. Well, I do, but it's true. <laughs> I don't like to watch myself in musicals usually. Um, but I do try to listen to our old episodes. I think mostly out of just like wanting to make sure I know what again know what we said and also like. Did Sam miss me farting um, or something while he edited? But Survey says probably. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, we, we really, I think we did ask this before. And I really do want to hear um, if you have found ways to bring the magic to yourself. Like, again, I, I think I mentioned like my magic candle company, Polynesian Spray. I sprayed that again a couple days ago. Like, it's just a nice way to feel a little bit closer to, to all of that. So um, Twitter at Borden Sassy, Borden Sassy at gmail.com or Borden Sassy.com and then click contact and that will come to my email. And um, we'll, we'll shout it out too. If you, if you have these good ideas, we'll shout it out to our, you know, tens of viewers. So <laughs> viewers better not be a visual viewers. podcaster. There's going to be a lot of my tits all over the internet. In a <laughs> it's too hot folks. It got, it became summer in Massachusetts already. So I feel like I'm in Florida, I guess. <laughs> But it's not in a good way. Oh, well, that's how you're bringing home a little piece of the magic. Yes, yeah, sweating way my balls off right. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, been our show. We don't really have, we didn't really have segments this time. It was just talking about the reopening and then it turned into rambling about how awful everything is. But um, yeah, I think, I think maybe what we should start doing is uh, bringing back some silly shit. Oh my God, silly shit. Wow. Because um, I know we've got some stuff. We kind of ran out for a little bit there, but we've got some stuff in the backlog. Okay. Um, that we can, Do we? we can uh, <laughs> we're going to pretend we have some you stuff You better in the make backlog. a backlog there, buddy, because I'm, gonna make I'm the one who makes that I'm going to go li- watch some dumb Disney I'm video. the one who makes <laughs> the topic list, so... <laughs> but yeah, no, we can we can get back to some of that, too. And yeah. thanks for hanging around and listening to us, and we really hope that you're all doing as, as well as you can be in these unprecedented times. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a good day. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to talk to you about, fuck, Disney shit. How does the intro go? Disney news. Bring you. And we're here to bring you Disney news discussion and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. That sounds right. Do, 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 do. (laughs) Let's start that right over.